Welcome to Authentic Energy, a podcast dedicated to getting to the bottom of what it means to be your true, authentic self at work. I am your host, Wendy Brand, a former corporate executive turned transformation coach. Let's take this learning journey together as I meet with guests weekly to learn how they've managed or not managed to find the elusive boundaries and success in their career and what it really means to find balance. Thank you for joining us again for another episode in our Seeds series. If you caught the first two episodes, you know that it all starts with understanding our values and our beliefs. So did you complete your homework from episode two? It's not too late. We had everyone take a goal that they were struggling to achieve and ask themselves how they viewed people that achieve those types of goals. Answering the four questions we provided in episode two should have helped you uncover where you may have some limiting beliefs that could be holding you back from achieving your goals. If you completed the homework, congratulations, you are right on track for the episode today. Because this week we are talking about our thoughts. As you'll hear in this episode, your thoughts come from past experiences and beliefs. So if you have beliefs that are holding you back, you can bet that your mind is inundated with thoughts that reinforce that belief, making it more difficult to change. But as Whitney says, you can create your own adventure. Take a listen to our thoughts episode. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome back to the Authentic Energy Podcast. We're in our seed series with Whitney Conservic. So today we are talking about thoughts. And over the last two episodes, we started out talking about your values and the importance of really anchoring into what your values are to go back to for decisions, et cetera. Then we talked about beliefs and being aware of maybe when you have limiting beliefs. So today we're going to talk about thoughts. So I found some research from Dr. Fred Luskin of Stanford University that said that we have approximately 60,000 thoughts a day. 90% of them are repetitive through the day and from previous days. That's mind blowing to me. Like that that is crazy. It's so crazy. That breaks down to somewhere between 35 and 48 thoughts per minute, which I can't, that's really hard for me to even get my head around. And I I think what stood out for me is that 90% of them are repetitive. Yeah. And as I was looking through it, I found something from the Cleveland Clinic that says that there are 100 billion neurons that connect 500 trillion synapses that travel 300 miles an hour. So like it is lightning fast. I'm super impressed with my brain. It is so (laughs) impressive. Yeah. And this also says that the signals that travel through the neurons form the basis for our memories, thoughts, and feelings. And so we're thinking, we're we're remembering and we're experiencing and we're thinking about the the old experiences and the new experiences. So we're kind of retrenching those thoughts because you said you repeat them a lot. And then we've got this, uh, this emotional or this feeling reaction to those thoughts. Yeah. It's like ruminating on things. Yeah. I totally relate to that where something, maybe I, maybe something happened at work and I come home and I replay it in my head over and over again. Mm. Um, do you see that pattern for you as well? For sure. Well, I think for, you know, when it's work related, I think sometimes it's like you're on a hamster wheel, like you can't let it go yeah. and it just yes. it goes over and over. But I think there are other things too, like you could be 
you know, walking into a place you haven't been before and you'll smell something, it'll remind you of childhood mm-hmm. and you'll be taken back to this moment where you were with your grandmother or something. And, and you'll have this flood of, of yes. memory and emotion uh, that, that takes you there too. So it's almost, it kind of transports. So it either makes you stuck right. or it could potentially transport. Wow. So why is this important? Like wh- why is it helpful to know this information? Yeah. Just like last week, it takes us back to why are we doing the series? I want to choose my own adventure. And so now that I know (laughs) where my, my values come from, my beliefs come from, I sort of start to understand how my thoughts are created. Mm -hmm. And so being able to identify those thoughts and then next week we'll talk feelings and and actions. It, it, it's the, it's the first piece that I get to really start adjusting in real time to have a different experience in that moment or in the future. So how do we do that? I think as we were preparing for this episode, some of the other research that we stumbled across was the whole right brain, left brain mythology. And yes. I know in the past lives that I've had that you, we talk a lot about that the left brain being the controller and the logical and really the lang- language. And you know, if you're in a spreadsheet, you're in your left brain. However, I think when you were talking about the brain statistics earlier, one of the other things that we found was that 85% of our decisions are made under what would be called irrationally or by our emotional self, not our logical self. And so in some environments, there's a lot of value placed on that left brain and the ability to engage, create structure, speak in different jargon and and really control your outcomes. Yeah. I mean, the the left brain really like you just said it's associated with analytical thinking logic language processing and the right brain is linked with creativity intuition and really holistic thinking right and you know i remember for the longest time we've heard right your left brain is you're either a left brain thinker or a right brain thinker i think what you're saying is we're both i mean everyone has the capacity for both and the two sides of the brains communicate in order for us to use language, right? Even some of the language that we use, some comes from the left and some comes from the right. And so in order for our brain to process things, they the two sides need to talk to each other. Right. Or you need to have balance. You have to yeah. have health in both sides of your brain. Yes. And so we're taught to really lean into the logic, sequencing, linear thinking, uh, skills for our day-to-day work life, but we really need that the skills on the on the right side to balance that because that's where we're making the majority of our decisions. And also it's where we imagine the future. So if what we're trying to do is get you to a choose your own adventure, which I want, yes. <laughs> um, that I have to be able to imagine what that could be. And so I need to give my right side the the time and the freedom to be able to do that. And I think at least for me, in my career, I really relied on that left brain and, and really tried, I feel like just not, maybe not intentionally, but tried to disassociate with the right side Mm -hmm. because it wasn't, it wouldn't serve me. At least I thought it wasn't really serving me in my role. But I think what we're learning is that you, it actually does serve you. And to be able, like you said, I mean, think about the strategic thinking that's needed in business, right? Yeah. Leaning on that right side more and imagining the possibilities is so important. Well, and and I also think going back to your hamster wheel, like you come home and your mind is just whirling. Like, yes. what do you say? You go, I need to clear my mind. Right. 
and, and that really clearing your mind is engaging your right brain because you're going to go listen to music. You're going to go for a run. You're going to go play with the kids. You're going to, you know, whatever, sing in the shower, whatever it is that you need to do to clear your mind. Well, can I share an activity that I recently tried um, to clear my mind? I would love that. (laughs) So I was, we were, I was traveling. I was actually traveling by myself um, in Mexico before the family came to visit me. And I was looking for a yoga or a sound class and something came up about ecstatic dance. Have you ever tried ecstatic dance? No. What is ecstatic dance? So, So ecstatic dance is really just, it can be a class or a group that gets together to just move, abandon themselves in the rhythm and move freely as the music takes them. And it just really gets you out of your mind. I mean, because you're forced to just shut it off. In my 20s, I loved to go dancing, right? I mean, I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us probably would go to clubs, but you know, as you get older, you stop doing activities like that. And I had the best time. It was so freeing. (laughs) I mean, they had a DJ, but it wasn't like there was no alcohol involved. And it was, it was just a way to disconnect from the brain. That's beautiful. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. It's like anti-line dancing. So like (laughs) there was no structure whatsoever. And the coolest thing was, it was like you go into your own world where you don't care what other people think about you Mm. because everyone else is dancing. So you really, it's really this freeing feeling of just letting go of your mind and not worrying about what people think about you and just dancing. Yeah. You're empowering your body to really embrace the the present moment and just yes. move the way you feel. Yes, that's exactly what it was. And we wow. just don't do that in society. I mean, and the the thing that they talked about there was that actually there are so many other cultures that that dance as part of their as part of their tradition, as part of their culture. And as Americans, you know, that that's not something that we do on a regular basis as part of our daily activities, you know, it right. would be silly. People would think that's silly, but it really helped me separate from my mind temporarily. I, you've sold me. I'm going to go find ecstatic dance someplace <laughs> and try it because it sounds wonderful. What um, about you? What do you do for, you know, to really disconnect and clear your mind? Yeah. You know, if I think of that on a, on a day-to-day basis, I take walks. That's, that's how I get a lot of my exercises walking. And usually I listen to books when I do that, but I find that if I'm having a hard time getting out of my head, that if I walk without the book or walk with just music, that it gets me into a different headspace and it lets my mind start to freely wander. Kind of like if you're on a drive in the car or you're in the shower, people get their best ideas when they're in the shower or when they're driving. It's because you're, you're, you've released your mind to not really think much about the activity you're doing, which is kind of scary when it comes to driving. But but if you're on your normal commute where you do the same thing over and over, you kind of go into autopilot. And so it lets you, your left brain kind of go into autopilot and your right brain free to really think ideas through. And so I find that untethering myself from the the storybook or whatever I'm listening to and, and kind of releasing myself to play. That's great. So we've tried different things to understand how to clear our mind. Why is that important? Well, I think it brings us back to balance. So it lets us fully explore the ideas that we have, create the visions that we want and, and get us where we, where we want to go. So not everybody can go to an ecstatic dance class. 
Right. But what are some other things? I love the taking a walk idea. That's great. So I found a Fast Company article, which has some some quick win kind of ways to do this. So I'll just read them to you here because I think they're really easy. And the first one is to bring a dog to the office. Now, I'm not sure. Maybe check with an employer first, but um, but you can see how this would disrupt your normal flow of things yes. and be interesting. And you would tune in, you know, when the dog looks at you and it wants attention or it wants something like you do, you disconnect from the thing that you're doing and you go focus on something else. Also, just play, go to a show make changes in your workspace. So if you always work at a desk or you always work at your home office, you know, getting up and going to the coffee shop or going to the park, change of scenery helps you to think about the work you're doing differently. Spending time in nature, which is probably what I'm doing with my walk. Yes. Create a motivational mural, which is really interesting to me because I've never done this. It's like a vision board and taking your real logical ideas and converting them into a more artistic version of it. Revisiting your past work. So engaging your memories to generate ideas and also learn about creatives that you do respect. So if you have somebody who's in the lane that you're in and you're trying to inspire yourself and and imagine other things to learn about people who do that, listening to music. And so a lot of people put headphones on when they're working. That's a another good way to, to say they're binaural beats, I think is a is a good one that also works through brain waves. And that was their list. So I think those are some great. good ones. Yeah, those are great ideas. Uh, something else that I tried was I recently went to a pottery class mm. and yeah, spent, uh, it was like a three hour, maybe two hour class where they taught us the basics. And then we got to sit at a wheel and I actually got to create something. And that was a different experience as well, using my hands to make something, which I don't ever do. And it also brings you into the moment, like we're talking about where you're not thinking about a million other things. I was so focused on, on what I was creating that it allowed me to just give my thoughts a rest. And you get some really good planters and things. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So what are we doing for homework this week? Oh, homework. Love homework. I think this week we are focused on figuring out how to feed that right brain a little bit. So I think we're talking play date with ourselves. Yes, I love it. So maybe pick something from the list we read through. I mean, it could be as easy as going to a playground and going down a slide or coloring in a coloring book or doodling. Yeah. So a ton of ideas there. Choose your own adventure. The only rules are it can't be something that you do every week. Like for me, I go on walks and I shut off my book. It can't be that. It has to be something that takes me outside my normal pathways. Because what we're trying to do is disrupt our normal patterns, which are our left brain setting up those patterns and going on autopilot and trying to free ourselves to kind of think differently. And so it's got to be something that you haven't done in a while. Yes. Well, this was another great episode, Whitney. And next week, we're going to be talking about emotions and feelings. Just really great stuff coming up. I look forward to it. All right. Thanks. See you next week. What an interesting episode. Here are my takeaways. Number one, our brain produces approximately 60,000 thoughts per day. 90% of those thoughts are repetitive throughout the day and from previous days. That breaks down to about 35 to 48 thoughts per minute. Number two, there are 100 billion neurons that connect 
500 trillion synapses in our brain, which travel 300 miles per hour. Number three, retrenching our thoughts throughout the day and over time reinforces our beliefs, which we learned in episode one could be helpful or could be holding us back. Number four, we have the opportunity to choose our own adventure in life when we are able to identify our thoughts and begin adjusting the thoughts that aren't serving us to experience the life we want. Number five, 85% of our decisions are made by our emotional self and the right side of our brain. Number six, we are taught to lean into our linear, logical brain in our work life, but balancing out with right brain activities is healthy for our holistic brain function. Number seven, for brain balance, try an ecstatic dance class. Take a walk without listening to your podcast or music. Bring a dog to work. Go to a show. Make changes in your workplace. Spend time in nature. Create a motivational mural or go to a pottery class. Number eight. Your homework this week is to plan a play date with yourself. Plan something unique that you would not normally do that will put you in your creative right brain. The purpose is to disrupt our brain pattern to begin to build new neurological pathways and create your own adventure. Thank you so much for listening. Whitney and I are having so much fun creating these episodes and sharing our coaching insights with you. If you enjoyed the episode, I hope you will go in and leave a comment and share it with a friend. Talk to you next week.